I woke up one morning with a black eye and I don't know how I got it and I still don't. And ever since then, my life has been crazy. I'm so sorry about that. Be sorry, I don't need pity. I'm just being honest with you. Okay, well then, I won't have pity for you then. And uh, we'll just continue having this conversation. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Lives of the Party with your host, Jalen Gannell. So I've got something a little bit different this week. So this is something that I've been sitting on for months at this point. But it basically is exactly as I had said in the title of this video. Why are you homeless on the streets of San Francisco? And how did this come about? Well, I was in San Francisco last semester for a entrepreneurship program through Northeastern. And I'll talk more about that because it was, you know, the best experience of my life. But it was in going to school at the WeWork in downtown. Did I, as I would on my bus to and from, see all these homeless people? And as some of you may know, the homeless crisis in San Francisco is awful. There's thousands left homeless. And I realized I'd never talked to any of them. I'd never had a conversation. And it was after realizing that, that, okay, I don't know anything. There's probably something I can learn. If only just a conversation and some life experience. So making sure I checked all my bases, right? Made sure I had some pepper spray. I was out in public. And I was in a place with a lot of witnesses and approaching the most approachable seeming people. I would go up to them and ask them questions. And Nicole, who you'll hear about, is that first person. I thought about editing. I thought about how I would structure this. But there was nothing better I could have done than to just have it raw as it is. So without further ado, here's Nicole. So, uh, just keep in mind that if you're uncomfortable asking anything, you don't have to answer it. Um, if, you do, if you want me in the future not to include anything, just let me know and I won't include it. But if you want, we could be anonymous. I won't use your last name or anything. Okay, perfect. Um, so, uh, what's your name and what are you doing here? Uh, my name is Nicole Stewart and I'm just trying to survive, really. <laughs> How old are you? 37. 37 years old. Where did you grow up? Um, upstate New York. What town? I actually have some friends to go to who live in upstate New York. I was born in Amsterdam, so we kind of like, it was just a bunch of small little towns. I remember living in Johnstown, Rotterdam, Gloversville. Schenectady was one of the closer ones. Is that anywhere by Albany? Yeah, actually, it's about a 45-minute drive. Oh, wow. That's in wow, okay. That, that's interesting. Um, and uh, how would you describe yourself growing up? What type of person were you like? Um, always worried, I guess you could say. Worried? Um, I grew up in one of those dysfunctional homes, you know what I'm saying? Where um, I was always worried about what was going on and like just mainly living and running off of fear. I mean, if you want complete honesty, it's <laughs> pretty much how childhood was. I mean, 
If you want more of an explanation, um, my mom always uh, was in bad relationships. Um, so I was always the one trying to protect her and, uh, you know, do what I could to rustle around the fight and pick up what I could. And when it was over, you know, make sure that she was all right and just be by her side, really. And I was always worried about that. So that's pretty much the extent of my childhood. <laughs> Wow, and um, I mean, I'm I'm so sorry. Uh, so, I'm guessing what you were there for middle school, high school. D did you finish high school and go to college? Well, when I was about, I don't know, I'd say I finished before my class. I graduated in 2001, and yes, I went directly to college. I had bought my own car from working. Um, graveyard shifts at the Waffle House. I paid about $6,000 for uh, Honda. And, well, me and uh, um, my significant other at the time. And um, we just kind of did what we could to make it. And I went to college. And I ended up dropping out with, like, three more credits to go for my AA degree because I got hooked on drugs. Your AA degree? Yeah, I was going to college, and um, I was just going for my AA degree just so I could simply do about anything. I went through culinary school. I have the credentials to be able to, like, walk in a restaurant and be a manager, but I chose not to because I made more money as a waitress. Wow. Um, and you said that you were three credits away, but then you got hooked on drugs. How did that end up happening? Uh, just uh, events in my life, like, kind of, I mean, one disaster after another kind of went to a lack of confidence. And, uh, you know, I, I just kind of, like, downward spiraled it, you know. And I just stopped going. <laughs> you see, you downward spiraled. So what did it start with, if you don't mind me asking? Was it weed? Did, I mean, then did you go up to more? They say that ge weed's a gateway drug, and I've, I don't believe that. Um, I was in an accident, and I was in a lot of pain, and I still every morning wake up in such bad pain, it's hard for me to get out of bed most mornings. And I, um, I found that the only thing that really actually works for me is diligently working out, and I haven't done that in a long time because my life is such a disaster at the moment. Like, I hate waking up, period, but, you know, I mean... So you said you were in an accident, and are you saying it was opiates that you? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I took them as a prescription, and I just I got hooked on them. My whole life, I've been struggling with them up and down. You know, I've been through rehab and this and that and the other. But, um, like I said, the best drug that I've ever done is working out, just being healthy, and I haven't been that in a minute. <laughs> um, how come you haven't been able to go to the gym? Um, it's not about, well, I have no money. I'm completely broke. Um, I don't, I just recently got into a, a SRO. And What's an SRO? The, they, the government funded place to stay like in a hotel, but I don't really have uh, the support to like help me get out there and succeed, you know, and it's hard for me to ask for help. Why is it so hard to ask for help? Because I don't like things handed to me. I don't, I don't like go out there and ask people for stuff that I should be able to get on my own. You don't like handouts. 
No, it makes me feel greedy. And I don't like to feel greedy. So, if things could be put in the ideal situation for you right now to go from where you are now to where you want to be, what do you think would need to happen? What do you think would need to change? Um, I need uh, some methadone or suboxone for starters because I have a wicked like addiction to fentanyl. That's pretty much my biggest thing. I mean, in all honesty. Can you actually to say what, what, what that was? You said methadone starters? Um, I would just take it long enough to get through the detox and quit. What are those? Because I'm, I'm unfamiliar. It's just something to help you through your detox so you don't feel like you're going to die. Is that something that's given in rehab? No. They don't give it in rehab. They have programs, like outpatient programs for stuff like that, which I've been through so many rehabs. I don't, I don't particularly need one. Like, I, I can run a rehab if I wanted to. I've been to so many. Like, I know I have all the knowledge. I just don't really have the support that comes. All the things that you do after rehab and keeping up with it and the support, all I really need is the medicine and, like, encouragement and people around me that don't do it. And uh, I'm in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Um, well, it sounds like you're just kind of, I mean, like you were, you just didn't have people who were there to help you. And now you're just here. I came out here with a man and we were like head over heels in love and Everything is different now, and I don't even know how it happened. I honestly don't even know how I got here so quick. I mean, honestly, there's bits and pieces of San Francisco that I don't even remember. I woke up one morning with a black eye, and I don't know how I got it, and I still don't. And ever since then, my life has been crazy. I'm so sorry about that. Be sorry, I don't need pity. I'm just being honest with you. Okay, well then. I won't have pity for you then. <laughs> and uh, we'll just continue having this conversation. I mean, so I'll tell you, the reason why I'm doing this is because I haven't been in any circles of my life where I would really get to know, you know, people like you that are, you know, homeless on the street. And I'm someone who just really wants to know more about people. And I think that uh, when it comes to homeless people, especially the homeless population in San Francisco, People just so easily walk by and don't even think to give a shit about the person that they're walking by. Well, it's not a matter of giving a shit about the person that you're walking by. If you have any experience with people who are on drugs, like you're not going to get better unless you want to. But you don't know who you're walking by. You don't know if you're walking by someone who chooses that as a lifestyle and is okay and that's just what they want and they want you to leave them alone. And you can usually tell by the way they react to you. Like they're going to lash out this, that, or the third or... You know, they just want to be left alone. But then you get people like me who uh, it's unfortunate that I'm here. It was choices that brought me here and it was the wrong choices, bad choices. And I regret choices that I've made um, because when I came out of um, when I came out of prison and all that, I just I was doing really good. I came out of a recovery house with a man that I had fallen pretty hard for, and I don't even know who he is anymore. And I just um, 
I lost myself somewhere in between there and here. You know what I mean? And I really haven't gotten a chance to like know people in San Francisco because normally people don't want to really get to know the people on the streets. They think they're, they're asking for a handout or, you know, they want to be this way, choice or whatever, or that we have that, um, uh, awful stereotype of, we're just uh, criminals. Yeah, I have a criminal background. I'm not going to lie to you, but I've gotten to a point where I've grown so much in my life, I won't even steal from a store. Like, I cannot bring myself to do somebody wrong. If I think it's morally wrong, I can't do it. I'm not really built for the streets, and I hate it. But, like, I'm I'm, I'm pretty tough, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a strong woman. I can handle it. Not that I want to or anything, but it's more of not having that group of people in your life or anyone that is really for the other side of things you know i've run into plenty of drug addicts plenty of people who get you high left and right but you don't really meet the people that are like yeah go out there and get clean you know what i'm saying (laughs) so there's not that positive reinforcement no not at all so I mean, they even built a safe place down here for people to use. Like, what the, what, what is that? Like, that baffles me because I come from a place that's so much different. And I understand, like, you know, you're, like, fighting against this thing that's just, like, inevitable or whatever. But, I mean, put more things into place where people have a chance to, like, openly get out there and, like, go to meetings and get clean and... Like, instead of fucking putting some place on the side of the road that's caged in to get high, make it that they have to do methadone or suboxone back there. And, like, base your housing off of getting clean. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's just, like, so... I, I I don't understand it. I looked at it, and I was like, I've never seen anything like this in my life. So you're saying that... I'm saying that San Francisco promotes drug use. Promote drug use, they enable it. I feel like they want their homeless people to stay on the streets and homeless by using drugs. It's like a big fetty, use fetty, fetty, fentanyl. I I hate it, honestly. I think it's like the stupidest thing in the world. But I stay out, like I've tried, you know, but like that whole getting like really sick thing with nowhere to detox and nothing to detox with is just really bad. That's that's when like the only thing you have with somebody's handout to like actually like get you better or get you help is another shot of fentanyl. It's like thanks. <laughs> so I mean I don't know. I I didn't grow up in like a rich home or anything like that, and my family is pretty small. You know what I mean? Um, I I I just I made bad decisions. That's all I can say. It's it's my fault. So. So I mean, you you mentioned a lot of people. Are you still in contact with your family, with, with uh, th- that guy? Um, there's that guy right there. And um, my family, I haven't even made an attempt. I've got a lot of, I, I don't really have too much like blood relatives, you know, and I don't really know a lot of my family. And um, I don't ever really have a phone that I can pick up and use because i just don't have a phone i don't have the money for a phone i i'm try I, like i struggle on a daily basis just to go get a strawberry drink from the store let alone a phone you know what i mean yeah. i mean so i'm underweight like <laughs> I just, 
I'm just I've I've gotten depressed. I have anxiety through the roof and I can't kick it and I refuse to take Xanax cuz that's just another thing, but most days I'm more struggling with my anxiety which is which is there cuz I'm I run off of fear every day, you know what I mean? It's not it's not easy, but I mean uh, getting to know people that live outside homeless people they're very untrusting. Like, it's really hard to catch a homeless person that's going to give you the time of day because they are at a point in their lives where they don't really trust many people because they've gotten screwed over too many times. Or, I mean, like, my tent was filled with 15 different bugs when I first got here. And, oh, my God, I went through hell. Um, it's just it, it's just hard. <laughs> it's just hard. Um, wow. I, uh, I've, I mean, heard here how, how hard it's been for you, you know, like how hard it is to get that help, how hard it is to detox and, you know, as hard as it is, it's with how bad and how addictive fentanyl and those drugs are, it's just, it's just easier to not because it's so hard to wind off it. Well, also with like my age, um, I need to be watched when I detox. How old are you? 37, but I've got heart issues and stuff to where it wouldn't be smart for me to go lay in a tent and just detox, you know. <laughs> I might not wake up. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's kind of scary, too. So, you know. Um, so, on a daily basis, then, what would you... What's your typical day? Um... Walking around, try to hustle. My first thing is usually coffee and donuts. Um, you know, of course, there's the in if we, you know, get well. Um, and then I try to eat something more than just what's handed to us in trays, which the food's good. But, like, I need ice cream and, you know, cake and Snickers. And I'm demanding like that. Um, I still want what I want, you know, and... So it's mostly flying a sign or trying to sell something, which we don't really have anything to sell because people steal my stuff more than anything. So it's just a struggle of trying to make money every day so we can eat and, you know, get some ice cream. Dope mostly, but I don't, you know, and I don't even like doing it. It's like I dread it. It's like, oh, my God, do we have to do this? But then the detox kicks in and I'm like, yeah, we got we got to do this, you know, <laughs> so... So you mentioned beforehand how you hate handouts, you hate pity. You know? Are you trying to leave? What's up, man? Yeah, well, I don't want you to leave without me if that's okay. I mean, if you want, I can leave now. I just have one more question to ask her. I mean, I mean, if you want, I'd actually love your like your your take on this too. It's just your voice. Another day. Okay, that's that's okay. Um, he probably wants coffee, and we haven't had that yet. <laughs> so, so, so. Um, so what's your advice 
uh, or, 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 or <laughs> seriously, like that's 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 it. Like the only thing that's gonna put somebody homeless and on the streets, unless there's some like huge uh, dysfunctional issue that's probably really sad, is don't do drugs. <laughs> and what should people who are in power, who are able to help, what should they do? That's not, and what are they not doing now? I mean, it's not up to anybody to fix the world, but I mean, don't encourage drug use. I mean, if you're going to encourage anything, don't be like, oh, hey, you need some get well. No, offer a fucking methadone clinic or some Suboxone or methadone or or like somebody to talk to or if you know the 12 steps or a freaking book, you know what I mean? Like a recovery book, you know what I'm saying? Like, because the only thing I've ever seen around here is encouragement to stay high and I don't you know I I think it's crap I used to complain about it a lot when I first got here but I also know it's within you you know because as soon as you make that decision to get clean you're gonna need resources to get clean well everywhere you turn it's like everybody's getting high and all your resources are like get high so um it's just a matter for me right now I'm struggling with trying to find uh, a way into like the clean world you know and it's it's hard so, I mean, I'll, I'll make my way there eventually. Um, I'm on that, like, line right now. So I just look around and all I want are the better things in life. I want to go work out and I want to do all these things. But there's a process to that. Um, well, I see you have to go, but thank you so much for this. I mean, you. like, you really gave us sort of insight that I, I never could have thought of, you know, knowing. Um on a second. So that was Nicole. You know, I, I don't really know what I expected after going on that in- interview, but I don't know. It's just I was just left speechless. But the key thing that she told me was, San Francisco's not helping me. And as someone who kind of saw that, I guess looking externally, it was weird to hear somebody within the system say the exact same thing and explain how San Francisco was enabling them. And it was after this one person and interviewing them that I learned so much that I just told myself, okay, I have to, I have to interview more. And that began a journey of police officers, of other homeless people, of potentially activists that I tried to interview. But this is just the first part, and more will come at a later date. But if you liked it, let me know. If you disliked it, let me know. There's a feedback form at the bottom. And right now, I'm just learning out in public. I've got a lot that I want to do with this podcast, but of course... I want to make the best content. So if you have any opinions and want to say anything, have any constructive criticism, I appreciate that. But otherwise, thank you for listening. Take care. And I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for coming to the party.